Good morning, good evening, and good night, wherever you may be in the world. Today I have a message on my heart that I'd like to share with you all. It's titled, Shining as Lights in the World. Now, this message, this outline that I'm going to be using, was written by another pastor um, quite a long time ago. But I feel like, especially now more than ever, that this is a message that needs to, to be put forth. So I'm just going to be sharing some things that he wrote down, um, sharing some some scriptures from the Bible, um, and adding some of my own commentary to this. And uh, if you'll just bear with me, I hope that this is a blessing to you, and that you could, um, and that you either learn something or that it opens your eyes in some way or touches your heart. So just bear with me as I go through this. So. A grave concern to any Christian is how quickly our society is changing, clearly for the worse. Long ago, we have blown through the crossroads as a world of of deciding where we're going to stand. And it's clear that the world has has chosen evil over God. It's chosen pleasure over following God, over following His commands and His laws. As some theologians theologians would describe it, we now live in a post-Christian culture. Um, so what this means is that old norms that were once held true by the majority are no longer accepted. For example, people as a majority once believed in God. They believed that the Bible was the Word of God and that Jesus was the Son of God. But this is no longer the case. Um, the majority no longer accepts certain basic principles of morality taught in the Old and New Testament. They even now ridicule those people as old-fashioned or unenlightened or even just plain stupid. We live in a post-Christian culture, both socially and religiously. Socially, in matters such as divorce, remarriage, living together out of marriage, homosexuality, um, hookup culture, Tinder, uh, Bumble, all these kinds of things are now accepted not even as alternative lifestyles. These things are pushed as the way. These things are are accepted and pushed as the way things ought to be now. Religiously, things have changed in that within the church, you have women in the role of pastors. You have homosexual ministers. Um, New Age religious practices being pushed and accepted by many churches. You've heard the the uh, the phrase woke. You've you've seen these churches that have gone woke. You know, they, rain, they roll out the rainbow flags uh, in acceptance of some of these things that the Bible says is wrong. And that's not, I'm not pushing hate speech here. The, I love these people. I want them to have the best life that they can. I want them, it is appointed once for all men to die. Men, women, doesn't matter who you are. One day we all die. And when we die, we have to face God. We have to face Jesus. We have to face the sin debt that we cannot pay. And so when I say these things are wrong, homosexuality, living... When I say these things are wrong, I'm not meaning it in a hateful way. I just want these people to know that there's a better way. There's a way of love, a way where you can go and be with your creator. You can go into 
for lack of a better word, eternal bliss. You can go to a perfect place, which is where we were made to be in the first place. When God created the, the, the heavens and the earth, he created a garden, the Garden of Eden. And it was a perfect place, a place of paradise. That is where we were supposed to live. But because of our own egos and our own selfishness and, and the fact that man wants to be God himself, we reached out and we, we did what we were not supposed to do. And I just want to show these people that there's a better way. A way that you can get, you can, you can join into fellowship with, with your creator. That's all I'm trying to point out. So how are Christians to react to this change in our society? What can we do to change the direction our society is heading? Should we perform political action committees? Should we try to reorganize the powers of our church? Should we resort to boycotts, picketing, uh, rioting like the other side sometimes does? Should we do those things? Should we resort to violence, verbal, physical? I don't believe so. That is not the way. Jesus was very clear on the way. He's the way. We should be preaching Jesus. We should be pushing Jesus, showing everyone that there's an alternative to the violence. There's an alternative to the hate. And he's the way. What can we do to protect ourselves and our children? Should we change our views to conform to society? God forbid. No, we shouldn't. Should we isolate ourselves or form communes? I don't believe so. I believe the scriptures, they provide the correct answer. Paul, he wrote a letter uh, to a church which, like many others in New Testament times, was living in a pre-Christian culture. This is a, uh, an epistle to the, to the uh, Philippian church. Um, it was written to Christians living in a city that was heavily influenced by Roman culture, paganism, intellectualism, immorality. What Paul wrote to them is uh, very likely sort of things that he would probably write today because if you look around, what you're seeing is, is exactly what Roman culture was going through before the fall of Rome. So let's go to Philippians uh, 2, 12 through 16. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to, to will and do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. So as you can see by the words of Paul, I believe we should just try to emulate Jesus. We should follow his commands. We should read his word. And as we go through life, we should shine as lights in a dark world. People will see that you're different if you act like Jesus. They will see that there's a, there's a difference in you. They, and then they'll ask you. They'll, they'll be curious. They'll ask you, you know, what makes you different? And then that's the perfect opportunity to explain to them about Jesus. So, if we're going to shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, what must we do? Well, as Jesus put it, first, we have to remove the plank from our own eyes. So, in Matthew 7, 1 through 6, um, Jesus, let me just read this out to you. One second. 
Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you don't consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck from your eye. And look, there's a plank in your own eye. Hypocrite! First remove the plank from your eye, and then you will clearly be able to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. So this passage, it's often misused to prevent any judging. And it's actually emphasizing the importance of getting your own act together first so that you can properly help your brother. So if you get your own act together, then you can properly judge and you can help your brother get better too. Notice that once you've removed the plank from your own eye, you can and should be used to remove the speck in another's eye. So if I wanted to narrow all of this down, I would say, get your own act together, follow the scriptures, follow Jesus, and then you can properly teach Jesus to everyone else. God wants us to be a light on a hill. He wants us to be a bright, shining city on a hill, shining into the darkness. And all we have to do is follow Him. So that's this is a short little message. That's all I have today. Hopefully, um, depending on how work and uh, everything goes, I'll, I want to get back to having some regular messages and podcasts out here. But I just wanted to put this out and hope that I could encourage you. And if you come across this and you're not a believer, I urge you, I urge you before it's too late to just examine the Gospels. Just read, read, just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Pick one of the four Gospels, read through it. Let it open your heart, let it touch you. And it's just, it's so simple. It's so simple. But anyway, I I hope you all have a great and wonderful day. God bless you all.